Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. God has been so good to us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I stay in an attitude of gratitude. God has blessed, he has blessed, he has blessed. With all the craziness that's going on around us, and I think I have this on on speaker, yes. Um, With all the craziness that's going on around us, um, I still say God has been good. That does not take away from the goodness of the Lord. you got to learn how to remain focused. And in these last and evil days, um, focus is the key. This week, we are going to take a break from our uh, prayer study, and it's, and it's not too far away from it. Um, I ran across a scripture in the Message Bible, uh, Matthews 10, and we're going to be looking at 24 through 42. Matthew 10, 24 and four, through 42. And as I was reading it, um, again, as, as a preacher, as a teacher, um, you, you get your inspirations all kinds of ways. You may read something. Uh, you may pray. Uh, you may uh, encounter a person. And uh, all of a sudden it hits you. Deep in your spirit, you say, you know what? I'm going to teach that. And sometimes it's, it's I'm going to teach that one day or um, – um, I'm going to preach about that one day, but this one it hit me, and and, and, and I'm not sure. It's, it's, I'm just going to say it's whatever the Lord needed to to be taught. But immediately it struck in my spirit that um, we're going to go over that on, in Bible study. So I wrote it in my organizer, and you know if the Lord did not want it to to go forward, uh, I don't think He would have reminded me that that's what we're going to go over. Now, when we get back to our book, um, Becoming a Prayer Warrior, we're going to pick up right where we left off, and that's going to be prayer versus intercession. Prayer versus intercession. That was supposed to be 7-11. However, we took off, uh, what was that, July 4th and July 11th. So this is the 18th. And instead of picking up there, and um, I know you're excited about that, but we're going to pick up uh, that possibly, possibly uh, on the 25th. We'll pick that up on the 25th. And as I look at it, that's on page. Uh, that's on page 34, and it looks out looks like to finish that chapter. To finish that chapter up, we'll go from 34 to 40, and and then again we will just again go as the Lord leads. And I thank God for that, just being able to hear His voice and uh, doing what He asks us to do. Let's pray, 
Father, we just thank you, we praise you, and we bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God. You have been so good to us, and we celebrate you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask in this Bible study that you would have your way. Teach us, O God, as we teach, and then allow us to glean from your Holy Spirit. We thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus. Have your way. Amen, amen, and amen. Now, again, once you start to adapt that uh, the Lord is already blessing you in so many ways and he is giving you so many promises and you are sure that the Lord is going to fulfill the promises that he said. That's why it will change your prayer life if you begin to let that soak in. And it's important, um, the Lord has been pressing upon me to uh, make sure that folks distinguish within themselves, thank you, Holy Ghost, about this thing called the heart, and God is looking at your heart. And when he looks at your heart, he's looking at the deep thoughts that, oh, thank you, God, that govern your life. The deep thoughts, your process, your thinking process that govern your life. And when that deep, when that thought, process is evil, then you'll see that that the favor of God is not in your life, the presence of God, the voice of God. You're not hearing from God. God, you're confused. You're having a bunch of issues, and even in the midst of your issues. Again, I have a lot of issues, a lot of things that are happening around me, but Lord knows I've got a strong, strong sense of peace. You don't have that. When when your deep core, your 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 resolve. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Your resolve within yourself is either evil, perverted, um, um, slanted towards doing things that are not pleasing to God. Then you're going to miss out on many of the blessings. So. Um, um, when it comes to your heart, these are the things, when you go to Bible study, these are the things that you allow to sink deep, deep into your heart. This is what the Word of God is what you want to sink deep, deep into your heart, all right? So we're looking at God looking at our heart, and then we are developing our heart. Romans, uh, Romans let me grab my paper Bible. Romans chapter Romans chapter 12 and 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 it's a very familiar scripture Romans chapter 12 where it says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service be not conformed to this world verse number 2 starts out but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind in our Bible study, that's what we're doing. You're renewing your mind. And you have to set up a precedence. See, um, you, you, you can listen to a person's story, and when you listen to it, all of a sudden you say, you know what, I don't believe a word he said. I don't believe a word she said. When you set that mindset up, thank you, Holy Ghost, when you set that mindset up in your life, then this person becomes a liar to you a person that cannot be trusted, and you literally approach them. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You approach them from that standpoint. Well, when you approach this word, you've got to approach it from the standpoint of some slant. 
You got to come at this word at some slant. So when we look at Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse number 24, Matthew chapter 10, and I'm going to again open it in my paper Bible. And as much as the Internet I talk about, people may think that I've thrown away my paper Bible. No, no, no. I love my paper Bible. Love my paper Bible. 10, um, and it is King James, 1024, and we're going to bounce, bounce back and forth. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. Whew. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, and, and, again, I say that because... God assured me when I looked in my paper Bible that there was a caption above this section. Now, in, in the Message Bible, it's the, the caption is above 29 to 31. But in my paper Bible, the call, watch this, the cost and compensation of discipleship. The cost and compensation of discipleship. Now watch this, verse 24 and 25, King James Version. It says, the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. Now watch this. It is enough for the it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Now, when you look at the same scripture in the Message Bible translation, and we're going to be looking at, we're just going to bounce back and just go as the Lord leads. How come that's not moving? Okay, very good. We're going to look, go at it at the, as the Lord leads. Again, in the, in the King James Version, it says, and this is a Schofield Reference Bible, it captions this, the cost of and compensation of discipleship. In the Amplified, it says the meaning of discipleship. And, and when it comes to prayer, when it comes to your heart, when it comes to your approach towards God, listen, discipleship is where it's at. And the, and the blueprint, thank you, God, the blueprint is God's word. We talked about it the last time we were together. We talked about praying God's word. And, again, this is your life. And if you don't line up, if, if you don't put enough Emphasis and in, in, in slang we say oomph. If you don't put enough credence, credibility on the word of God, it's going to be problems for you in life, and it's definitely going to be problems with you having the mindset of Christianity. It says a student. This is Message Bible translation. A student doesn't get a better desk than his teacher, and a landlord. I'm sorry, and a laborer doesn't make more money than his boss. Be content, pleased, even when you, my students, my harvest hands, get the same treatment I get. 
Now, again, this is preparing you because as you become a prayer warrior, as you walk in this Christian walk, you're going to understand, you're going to see it bore out in your life, is that some things are going to come into your life, and you're wondering, why in the world is this happening? And for the believer, I'm talking a mature believer, you, you, you pause yourself sometimes as you go through, and it doesn't take another individual on the outside to, to tell you, okay, you're immature in this area, you need to um, be stronger in this area, you have thin skin in this area, and you need tougher skin. No, you start walking in this thing called Christianity, and you're going to find out that The same thing the teacher got, Jesus Christ, is the same thing you're going to get. You're going to be falsely accused. You're going to get the same treatment. Watch that. Watch this. It says, if if they called me the master, dung dung face. This is what the message Bible says. Dung face. Beelzebub in the King James. If they called me that, verse number, where are we, 25, Verse number 25, it says here, here you go, and and servants should be happy to be treated the same as their master. If If those people call me, the watch this, the ruler of demons. So when folks falsely accuse you, you, listen, when you're mature, you're understanding I'm getting the treatment that Christ got. They called him Beelzebub, dung, dung face. They called him the master, the ruler of demons. If they call you a demon, if they say that you're not, listen, you cannot be offended And you cannot let that shake your Christianity because somebody falsely accused you. What can the worker expect? This is the end of verse number 25 in the Message Bible translation. What can the worker expect? And as you begin to increase, as your Christianity starts to, uh, as it says, work out your own soul salvation, as you begin to mature, you're going to find out that these things are going to happen and it can't throw you off. Verse number 26 and 27, Message Bible Translation. First reading it, thank you, Holy Ghost, in the, in the uh, King James 26 and 27, it says, It is enough for the disciples that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they called the master, did I do that? Oh, that's 25. Help me, Lord. Verse number 26, Fear them not, therefore, that, that, that say these things about you. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. Verse number 27, yes. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetop. Verse number 26 and 27 in the Message Bible translation, it says, don't be intimidated. Eventually, everything is going to be out in the open, and everyone will know how things really are. So don't hesitate to go public now 
And this is, listen, the believer has got to be, and in particularly in these last and evil days where Christianity is on the chopping block of, of religions, where they're saying, you know something, we can do without. Christianity is excluding too many other, other uh, great religions, is what people say. Christianity is, is isolating and saying that there can't be any other gods. This Jesus thing is too much. Let's take this out. Take Jesus out. Take the Ten Commandments out. Take this, this Bible, and let's go to the more accepting, more inclusive religions. We have got to be, as believers, in our resolve, steadfast and unmovable. Here it is, verse number 26 and 27, Living Bible Translation. It says, so don't be afraid of those people. Everything that is hidden will be shown. Everything that is secret will be made known. Verse number 27, Living Bible Translation. I tell you all this secretly, but I want you to tell it publicly. Whatever I tell you privately, you should shout from er for everyone to hear. God is good. Jesus is, let me tell you, Jesus is the only way. When it really comes down to it, you have got to have, now, now again, I say, God is not looking at your, 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 your outward appearance. He's looking at your heart. And deep down inside, do you feel Jesus is the only way? Jesus is the only way. And when I say the only way, listen, we're going to get into it. When it comes to what we really care about and, 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 and what does the end of this journey look like for you, what does this end of this journey look like for them? And when it comes to you, the, I say Jesus is the only way. Why? Because the end of this journey is not this life. It says, it says this, this body, absent from this body, I'm present with the Lord. So there is life after this life. Let's keep it moving. Verse number 28. Don't be bluffed into silence by the threats of bullies. This is the Message Bible translation. Matthew, if you're just coming on, Matthew chapter 10, verse number 28. Matthew 10, verse number 28. Don't be bluffed into silence by these threats. Of bullies, there is nothing they can do to your soul. See, that's why I say when it comes to your resolve, you have got to know that, again, that, that the threats to our body, the, the accusations about our actions here on earth, and when it does not line up with truth, thank you, God, then you've got to understand, listen, they're coming at me and from the fleshly standpoint, but they can't do anything to my soul. So now in the Message Bible, I love this term. It says your core being. That's your heart. That's why it says, listen, don't don't wear your 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 emotions and things of that nature on your sleeve. Deep down inside, you've got to be a steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord type of person. They can't do anything that, that deals with your core. Save your fear for God. Now, I don't care if it's being afraid or whether it's reverential fear, reverential fear. Whether you're afraid, wow, 
you know what, man, I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to. Listen, you have got to be very strong in your core belief. Your resolve has got to be, listen, worst comes to worst, I'm about my father's business no matter what. And when it comes to fear, whether I'm afraid or whether it comes to fear, it's reverential. Listen, save that for God. God, listen, if it comes to anybody that you should be afraid of, that can literally kill your soul, it's God. When it comes to fear, to love him and reverence him, thank you, Jesus, it ought to be God. It goes on to say in verse number 28, who holds your entire life, body and soul, in his hand. Living Bible translation, verse number 28, don't be afraid of people. They they can kill your body but they can't kill your soul. The only one you should fear is God. The one who can send the body and the soul to be destroyed in hell. All right? Thank you, God. Right on time. Let's keep it moving. Verse number 29. Verse number 29. It just struck me. I I hope it's blessing you. It struck me when, when, when I read it. Verse number 29 in the Message Bible translation, it has a caption above it, this little section, 29 and 31. It says, forget about yourself. And in this day and age, that's all we have. That's why, again, I have this this charge, um, uh, put down your will for God's will and put God's will above everything. Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your, listen, the most prayer that I pray is concerning God having his way all over this earth. Matter of fact, even reversing some folks' prayer that go against his will. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that when Peter, in his zeal, thought that it was beneficial to cut off the soldier's ear and start a riot in the Garden of Gethsemane, listen, Jesus said, hold on a second. No, 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 not your will, but the Father's will be done. Put this man's ear back on because in your zeal, you're throttling the, the efforts of God. And, and unless you have a, 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 a ear to, uh, to knowing what God wants, unless you have this, this ultimate, I know exactly what God wants, then guess what? you got to say, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your will be done. Listen to what it says. Forget about yourself. Verse number 29 to 31. What is that? What's the price of a pet canary? Some, some loose change, right? And God cares what happens to, to it even more than you do. He pays even greater attention, listen, to you, down to the last detail, even the numbering of the numbering, the hairs on your head. Now, again, you may not believe it. It's a DYBI goes right there. I didn't, I didn't have it on there, but I had to write it on there now. DYBI goes, do you believe it? God knows when birds die. 
You may not be, listen. You 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 may be putting limitations on God. He can't. He can't. I mean, as many birds that die every day is bad enough. The number of people who die every day, you keep track of them. But the birds, listen. That's the awesomeness of the God you serve. Please do not put limitations on them. Whenever you start putting limitations on God, you start messing stuff up for you. Whenever you put limitations on God, you start messing things up for you. So what you have to do is to make sure that you put in your mindset that, guess what? God has no limitations. And what the scripture is saying is that he... The scripture is saying that he knows how many birds fall from the sky to the ground. And then if you want to get even more detailed than that, guess what? He knows how many hairs is on your head. And this is fascinating to the believer because you start to understand the the intricate care and insights that God has into each believer. And, and, and uh, again, I say it all the time, and I'm really encouraging you to understand that you can have this same testimony that you are God's favorite. And God knows the details of my life. Watch what it says here. It says, so don't be intimidated by all this bully talk. You're worth more than any million Canaries. So the believer begins to know the intricate care, the intricate thought process in the mind of God towards the believer. And when you understand that, then you say, you know what? God is, oh my God, I'm his, I am God's favorite. Because you start to see how God works things out for you. Things that I ask for, things that I don't ask for. The Lord just blessed. Let's keep it moving. Verse number 20, 32 and 33. Verse number 32 and 33. Stand off. Hold on, hold on. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay, keep it moving. 32 and 33. Now, it says, Stand up for me against the world's opinion. And I'm telling you, this is something in this day and age that as believers, we have got to really get this into our mind when it comes to standing and being, and in particularly when it says stand, you're talking Christian values. What the Lord says, and I don't care who it is, you, and, and in particularly, thank you, Holy Ghost, when you have influence. See, God gives certain people an ear for other people's opinion. And, and, and I'll say certain people for certain people. Certain people, he gives them an ear. Okay, amen. Yeah, we did, we did 29 through 31. Yeah, 29 through 31 was, was, was forget about yourself, 29 to 31. And, and unless, okay, hold on a second. Let me check something. Let me make sure my, um, 
Yeah, a million canaries. So that was 29 to 31. So my paper wasn't cut off. Amen. I just had to check that real quick. Now, when it comes to God-given certain people, a ear for certain people's voice, he gives, he gives you impact in somebody else's life. And, and it says here, stand up. For me, against the world. And and I believe, like, if, if, as for me, even as a pastor, I can't talk to the entire world. But God gives me a platform in front of a few people on Sunday, and then he gives me a platform with individuals during the week. He gives me a platform in my household. He gives me a platform when, I, when we go to the family reunion. And God is saying when he gives you a platform, certain people put credence and emphasis and impact on what you say. God saying, listen, in the word, stand up for him against in against the world, world's opinion. And I'll st- watch this, this is the blessing. I'll stand up for you before my father in heaven. The other day I was encountering with another pastor and he asked me to pray for him. And I said, My prayer for you is that again, even as pastors we got to let this soak in. That sitting on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, is the intercessor. Good God Almighty. This, I'm telling you, when it comes to your heart, and it comes to something that, whether you believe it or not, when the Bible says that Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, making intercession for the who? That's got to be a part of your mental makeup that sinks deep into your, uh, your into your process. Your the way you process things have to always go through. Jesus is praying for me. My confidence is Jesus is praying. Not only is he praying, but he has charge over angels, and he's given angels charge over us. Angels that we can say, Lord, let your angels be encamped round about me even now. Why? Because he says I have access to it. My my prayer for you is that you operate in the confidence of the, 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 good God Almighty, the covering that God has given you. That you no longer act ignorant of the protection that God has given you. So it does not mean, you know, God was protecting me and I, and I got a nail in my tire. Now, the blessing was, some folks say, well, if God is protecting you, how come he didn't just knock the, let the wind blow and, 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 and move the nail? How come if he was protecting you, how come he didn't um, uh, tell you to change lanes and not run over that nail? If he was, listen, you're going to encounter some incidents and some accidents in your life, but you'll find out as you look back over your life, God covered you. Let me tell you about this nail. This particular nail was very fat right there at the head, and then it quickly, I'm talking less than a quarter of an inch, it quickly went down to a peak. My tire was thin, and it literally punctured my tire. But let me tell you how God covered me, and I drove on it for more than an hour. Matter of fact, when my indicator light came on, thank you, Holy Ghost, when the indicator, indicator, uh, indicator light came on, I was still. I had a customer in the car, and I literally took that person to where they needed to go and then drove an hour 
to the gas station where I put air in it and identified that there was a, a nail in it. Now, watch this. The nail so adjusted or so embedded itself into the tire that it would not slip out. You literally had to pluck it out, but I was able to drive on it, excuse me, for more than an hour. So I don't look at, oh, well, God is supposed to be protecting me. How come he didn't knock it out of the way? How come he didn't, excuse me, tell me to change lanes? Listen, you will see that God is covering you and allowing that nail. Now, how in the world would he tuck a nail while the tire is moving, tuck the nail into the tire? I don't know how he does it, but I know, oh, my goodness, he covers me. And this is what he says. He says, if you stand up for my opinion, I'll stand up for you before my Father in heaven. And let me tell you something. I believe that that's how I get such favor with man and with God because God favors me because I stand up against the world for him. And I pray my prayer is that I will always have Holy Ghost boldness to say what God says say. Amen? Watch this. If you turn tail and run, do you think I'll cover for you? So it's important for us to know to stand up for God. Verse, now, that was 32 and 33. 34 and 37, as we end, end this little portion, it says, Don't think I've come, whoo, Jesus, help us, God, to make life cozy. Don't think I've come to make life cozy. Verse number 34 in the, in the uh, uh, King James says, think not that I've come to send peace on earth. See, when you know the Bible, you've got to understand it's going to be confusion. There's going to be chaos. But there's going to be peace, good God Almighty. There's going to be peace in the valley. There's going to be peace in the storm. There's going to be peace in the believer. And if you're not experiencing peace, then your prayer is, Lord, what am I doing? How, what lesson am I not learning? What am I not believing? Because once you begin to know, God's got you covered. God's got you protected. God, Listen, there's nobody that can put anything, and it's going to, look, each time the storm comes, each time the trial comes, each time the test comes, it gets, sometimes it gets really, really tough. Your posture, thank you, Holy Ghost, your position has to be to dig deeper into your relationship with God. Verse number 30, 34 uh, I'm looking at the Amplified. No, not the Amplified. I'm looking at the, thank you, Lord. I'm looking at the Living Bible Translation. No, no, no. I've been calling. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I've been calling at the Living Bible Translation. Somebody's probably been reading along with me and saying, Pastor, that is not the Living Bible Translation. I changed. Thank you, God. Let me show you what he did. I was down at verse number 34, the, the, the title of the, the book is at the top. So you have to scroll all the way back up. I'm down at verse number 34, and the Holy Spirit says, scroll up to the top. Now, while I'm teaching, he says, scroll up to the top. I scroll up to the top, easy-to-read version. 
easy to read. Each time I said living, I have changed it from King James. I have King James message amplified, and it used to be living and good news. So when I'm teaching, I don't have to go to the top. I already know which one it is. I changed this one, the fourth Bible, to easy to read. Thank you, Holy Ghost. They say he, it could be a new person on the line, and they go, you know, he, he's doing okay, but I don't know about his reading when it comes to the Living Bible Translation. That's why, because it's the easy-to-read translation. All right. It has a caption above verse number 34, and it says, Following Jesus may bring you trouble. Verse number 34, Following Jesus may bring you trouble. That's what the easy-to-read says. This is what that verse reads in the easy-to-read translation. It says, do you think, do you think that I have come to bring peace on earth? I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring trouble. Come on, you got to let it soak in. Here it is. This is the Amplified. Do you think I've come to bring peace on earth? I've come, watch this, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And in brackets, verse number 34, but a a sword, and then in brackets it says a division between belief and unbelief. Hold on a second. What are you saying? What is God saying in his word? I didn't come to bring peace. What What is a translator saying but a sword? Division between belief and unbelief. What are we saying? When you begin to read this particular text, Message Bible translation, watch this. It says, to make a sharp knife cut between son and father. Daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law, cut through these cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. Help us, God. You've got to understand what he says here. And you got to take it deeper, because if you sit right there and start to have a conversation, you will be thoroughly confused. My God, what kind of God is this? But what it says here, well-meaning family members can be your worst enemy. Message Bible translation. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer daughter over me, son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. So what winds up happening is you wind up putting the per- watch this the person in your life, family member or married into family member, whatever it is, that person is, in the place of God, and you got to realize God's not having it. When it comes to them being able to influence you and cause you as Solomon's wives caused him to, again, turn his back on his relationship with God and dishonor God in ways that he said, don't do. All right. If we, if we have to, let's read it in another translation. Easy, let's go back to the easy to read. 
A son will turn against his father. A daughter will turn against her mother. A daughter-in-law will turn against her mother-in-law. Even members of your own family will be your enemies. Very cut and dry, clear and plain. When you have a relationship with God, it's not that you cannot love your family members, but you cannot put a family member in place of God. You cannot let them have an influence in your life where you deny God and take up the rule and allow them to take up the rule in your life because what they say, you do, and, and, and ignore what God has said. Verse number 37 in the, what translation is this? Page up real quick. Good news. Good news translation. Verse number 37. Those who love their father or mother more than me are not fit to be my disciples. Those who love their son or their daughter more than me are not fit to be my disciples. They're not, King James said, they're not worthy of me. So when the deepness of your love, yes, I love them. Yes, I love my wife. Yes, I love my children. But you got to be careful when you put anybody above God or in the place of God. Not that you cannot love them but not where they have such an influence in your life where it makes you deny God. Let's keep it moving. Close out these last few verses. 38 to 42. 38 to 42. Watch this. It gets better. If you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, Message Bible translation, you don't deserve me. Is it getting better or what? you got to learn that when things, watch it, the Lord allows it. Certain folks, I, do you believe Job loved his wife? I mean, all them kids he had, I believe they, they, they had a close relationship. He loved her. However, he loved her, but when she came out the mouth and said, why don't you just curse God and die? Job did not allow the influence that she had in his life to curve his opinion about God. That's the example that came to mind, folks. He says that when you, when, when you go the thick and thin, you've got to be there right there with me. If not, you don't deserve me. If your first concern, watch this, if your first concern is to look after yourself, Good God Almighty, you'll never find yourself. You will, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you will find both yourself and me. That's 38 and 39. 38 and 39, Message Bible Translation. Good News Translation, 38 39. And those do not. Those who do not take up their cross and follow in my steps are not fit to be my disciples. Those who try to gain their own life will lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake will gain it. That's 38 and 39. 38 and 39. And I want to bring out, here it is in the Amplified, verse number 39. Whoever finds his life in brackets, this is in brackets, if this, in this world, will eventually 
That's in brackets. Lose it. If you feel that this is it and you, you, you've accomplished and you really found this is it in this world, you think you find it, you will lose it. This is verse number 39. Eventually they will lose it through death because this life is not it. And, and the believer has got to know without a shadow of a doubt there is life after death for those who love God, those who have accepted his son Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. It, it says the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And if this life is all you have, you'll lose it through death. And whosoever loses his life in this world, for my sake, will find it. That is, life with me for all eternity. That's the Amplified um, um, Translation. And that's got to be at your core. When God says at your heart, I'm looking at the heart. I'm not looking at the outward. I'm looking at the heart. And in the believer's heart, at your core, this world is not my home. I'm sojourning here. I'm passing through. I lose my life for him. My life I give. All right? Keep it moving. Verse number 40 to 42. Let's end this thing. It says here, we are intimately linked in this harvest work. Thank you, God. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me. Thank you, God. The one who sent you, they accept me, the one who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accepts my Father who sent me. Accepting a messenger of God is as good as being God's messenger. Accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. This is a large work I've called you to do, but don't be overwhelmed by it. Now, again, I got to pause right there, folks, because many times, even in Christendom, it, it seems like it's wearing folks out. It's tiring them out. And, and the Bible clearly says, and this is, again, if you're listening to what people say and not what God says through his word, then you start to take up the posture and believe that, that the work of God is what's wearing you out. Let me tell you, he says, yoke up with me. You'll find out that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yoke, yoke up with me. I'm making this thing easy. When you start toiling in your own strength, when you start worrying, thinking about how this is going to, listen, that's not my job. Stay in your lane. Your lane is, good God Almighty, your lane is to ride the wave of the Holy Ghost. And anytime you, st oh my God, anytime you start trying to be the wave, it's hard for you. It stresses you. It overwhelms you. <laughs> it just came to my, it just came to mind. The best part of waking up is <laughs> is Folgers in your cup. That's a commercial. The best part of waking up. Is Folgers in your cup. The best part of waking up is the Holy Ghost in your heart. 
The best part of waking up is the Holy Ghost, that the Spirit of God is living in your heart, and he's handling your situation. Let me tell you something. When I'm on the road and the next thing you know I'm out there, sometimes I get far away from home, and and then I put in destination, and I try to find customers that are going in the same direction that I'm going, and that's uh, Costco, D.C., to gas up. And and today it was such a blessing because I got two customers, one customer driving for Uber, one customer got me probably about 20, no, 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 almost 30, almost 30 minutes away, and then the next customer took me two minutes away from the gas station, two minutes away. The best part of waking up is the Holy Ghost in your heart. Things that you don't even ask for is something that I know I have to do at the end of my day, but but things that I don't ask, I don't pray. I didn't pray for it. Now, when I start, I always ask God to give me favor. And 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 just minorly, you will find that when you start having confidence that God is my keeper, good God Almighty, God is in control, God is making a way, God is my provider, God is my protector. He's, listen, it changes the way you pray. And you really get saturated because you find out that, guess what, every believer some folks might be stressing themselves out. Is the word of God going to be preached? Is it going to be? Listen, God is going to make sure that this word is preached because he's got folks that love him, and they're going to do what he says do when he says do it. The word of God is going to be preached all over this world. And this is before the body of Christ is raptured. This is before the Antichrist comes to power. So there's, for the believer, there is no, sometimes the enemy will get you into looking at the news and looking at what the government is doing, doing what uh, government officials are doing. Listen, your focus has always got to be, did you, did you, turn, you turn the news on, but did you turn the word on? You turned the bad news on, but did you turn the good news on? We are intimately linked in this harvest work. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me, the one who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accept my Father who sent me. Accepting a messenger of God is as good as being God's messenger. Listen, over and over again, you hear it over and over again. It's about what God wants. Now, listen, he doesn't say for you it has to be about what God wants. It's for the believer. And if you're a believer, your belief, thank you, God, it's about what God wants. That's why you will always hear throughout the Bible that prophecy might be fulfilled. What does the, here he goes, is there a seer? Is there a prophet? Because the prophet or the seer, they wanted to tell what God thought about this situation. Watch this. It says accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. This is a large, this is a large work I've called you to do. 
called you into. But don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who is thirsty. For instance, let's start off small. Start listening. Start tuning your ear and just doing. That's why I tell folks all the time, don't try to, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to be this and I want to be that. I want to have this position. Listen, just keep living. If God wants you to be a, a preacher, he'll call you to preach. If he wants you to be an intercessor, he listen, if God wants you to do it, it is no way. He'll give you a dream. When he wanted Mary to, to birth the baby Jesus, he'll send the angel. He'll send an angel to say, guess what? Got something for you to do. If not, just enjoy life. Give, watch this, this is what it just said. Give somebody a cool glass of water. God is so good. Bless you. There was a lady in the van today, and she was explaining to the other riders, and she was giving everybody money to give to me. Good God Almighty. She's, she's back there organized. Give this to the driver. Give this to the driver. She wanted, watch this. She wanted everybody in the car to bless the driver. They didn't agree with her. She said back in her state that, that they take taxes out of the money. She didn't want my, good God Almighty. God will send people that's concerned about you, even if their concern is not in line with the law in our state. She wanted to make sure that I got blessed, and she didn't want taxes taken out of my blessing. They didn't agree. They said, I'm going to bless him with a tip through the app, and 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 he's not going to it's not going to be taxed. She said, "Okay." And guess what? Took all the money back from them and gave it to me herself. I'm telling you, God will send people. I'm telling you, that's why I say I'm his favorite. He'll send people to bless you when your purpose, at your core, who you are is to please him. God let your will be done. It is the smallest act, smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a tree, I'm sorry, a true apprentice. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You won't lose out on a thing. There is nothing that you can encounter, thank you, God, nothing that you can come against, nothing that can happen to you that, again, will be outside of the will of God. They can't touch you. I'll never forget the story of uh, Jehoshaphat and when the armies was coming against him, and there were way more folks. Let me tell you something. These, this was not, not just one army, but if I'm not mistaken, there was three armies that came against them. And God says, says in his word, go up against them tomorrow, and he literally tells them through the prophet where the people are. And he says, I believe it was to send out the, the, the singers or the trumpeters, the worshipers, and when they sent them out in front, God sent ambushment and, and confused the mind of the different armies, and the different armies that was coming after the children of God literally began to kill one another. D-Y-B-I. You got to understand, no matter how technological this world may become, how evil it may become, it cannot outdo God. The key for the believer is for you to maintain, thank you, God, the close relationship with God 
and the assurity in your heart that God's got you. Watch this. Watch this. If if God allows it, if he says so, God willing, and we pick up in prayer next week, prayer versus intercession, how in the world can you, oh, my God, I'm going to let you go after I say this. How in the world can you have so much confidence for someone else and not have confidence for yourself? In your heart, how can you distinguish a strong belief for deliverance, for favor, for blessings, for someone else, and out of that same heart, have such great doubt for yourself. You've got work to do. You've got work to do. The same God that you believe will protect them protects you. And God is looking at your heart. And you've got to know, I believe God is pleased with what he sees in my heart. I'm going to tell you what blessed me, and I'm, and again, I'm through. The will of God blessed me tremendously. It was an act, I believe it was an act of his spirit. When I heard it, it revolutionized, it revolutionized the way I think. Everything is based on God. If it be his holy will, if it be thy will, according to your will, that prophecy might be fulfilled, even until this very day. The will of God, concept, way of thinking, changed my life, changed the way I pray, changed the way I view life, changed the way I, 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 I um, organize my life. It's the will of God. And I pray that it changes your life. Amen, amen, amen. I pray that it changes your life. God bless you, saints of God. Um, We've got a few minutes, but um, you may want to meditate. You may want to sit and think for a few minutes about how you feel about the will of God. Amen. Have a good evening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.